This episode is proudly sponsored by the Australian Songwriters Conference and it's on again in June 10th to 14th at Edelong Beach, just north of Sydney. Don't miss four days of essential skills and career development for music creators. Go to australiansongwritersconference.com for more details. Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I'm singer-songwriter Ray Lee and your host for this show. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. If you're enjoying the show and you want to support the podcast, you can buy us a coffee through the website www.songwritertrists.com. Welcome to a Songwriter Trist with the one and only Mimosa. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me and we were just having a conversation about your name and how that's your actual born name. Tell us the story behind that. Yeah, so Mimosa is my born name. A lot of people think it's my artist name, but no, I'm really boring Mm. and I couldn't come up with anything (laughs) exciting. So I was like, let me just use my name and this is how we spell it. It's Albanian. So we spell Mm. it with a Z. Yeah, but you, you don't need to be creative when you've got a creative name already. Like, you, you know, that's not boring. That's just, uh, I'm already cool. I was born cool and I'm just, oh, <laughs> just going to keep Thank you. That's that very kind. Thank you. All right. So, Memo, so I start all these interviews by getting you to introduce yourself and sharing a bit more about your story, saying mm-hmm. who you are and where you come from so we get to know you. Yeah. So, I'm Mimosa. I am Albanian. I was... Born in Kosovo, just like Dua Lipa, Bibi Rexa, Rita Ora. And mm-hmm. at a very young age, because of the war in the late 90s in, in Kosovo, my parents moved. And that's where I grew I basically wow. grew up in Sweden and in Germany. And mm-hmm. a few years ago, I moved to the U.S. to pursue my uh, career. And now I live in the U.S. And wow. I just released my third solo record. Yeah, so I basically, I've written songs for other artists and yep. now I am singing them and releasing them myself and it's really exciting well mm. and yeah. So when did you start writing songs and, and start writing songs for other people? How did that happen? Yeah, so I basically started writing uh, music when I was when I was 12 and mm-hmm. I signed when I was 17 by a publisher. Mm-hmm. I remember I always wanted to sing right away, but my publisher that I met when I was 17, he was like, you know what, learn how to perfect songwriting because once you mm-hmm. got that skill, it's like a superpower in the music industry. And because mm-hmm. basically producers, songwriters, managers, labels, they're all only as strong as the record. So if you have a strong record, I believe it's anyone's, any artist's superpower. So I just started focusing on writing songs. Yeah, I just started writing songs for artists in Japan, in Germany, in, in Australia. 
and now in the U.S. as well. So that's what I've been focusing on. And while I did that, I also took the time to really develop my sound. And now I just felt like it's finally ready. And I am just so excited that, you know, I've put out some music and months has been so great. So that's basically how I started with the songwriting. That's that's incredible. I love that. The songwriting is your superpower. Being, I think songwriting is the core of all things. You've got a good song, then nothing else in the music industry can help you. <laughs> really. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I always, ever since, I'm so grateful because back then when I was 17, I don't think I appreciated it. I thought I was, right. I was more annoyed or impatient because you just want to sing a song. And when mm. you're not in the industry, you don't know how it works. You just think that the best people in the world are just going to write you a song but once you get into the music industry you realize very quickly nobody's going to do anything for you so <laughs> you know and that yeah. is and that is how it was for me i really thought oh my god yeah i would love to sing and then just sing the best songs and do this and that and then i'm like yeah. oh shit if i want the yeah. best song in the world i better learn how to write the best song in the world and yeah. that's basically how it started but now i'm so grateful that i was told that because it really set me up to really learn my craft and do it mm. so authentically and i probably never would have done that had i not been told that so i'm i'm you know Oh, absolutely. And the background and and all the different countries you've lived in and the cultures that you would have been to will only just add in. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's like, I just feel like everything in life happens for a reason. And sometimes when we go through, uh, when we go through something, we may be really annoyed or not understand why somebody is telling us something that's really hurting us. But I always Mm. feel like that's where the magic is. That's where the superpower is. That's where the lesson is. And now Mm. anytime when I go through something that is annoying or somebody annoys me, I, you know, it's always months later where you realize and go, oh, that's why Mm. I had to learn that. Oh, that's what that person was telling me. (laughs) So it's all just a blessing, you know? It's enjoy the journey. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, Let's go back to when you were 12. You said that's when you wrote your first song. What inspired you or encouraged you to start singing and and writing music? I've always loved music. So when I was in Sweden, I was in, in the choir and I always loved singing, but not to the degree of like becoming obsessed with it. I really more obsessed when we moved from Sweden to Germany, because I was 11 years old. And that's when we moved to a whole new country with a whole new culture where I didn't speak the language. I also didn't have friends. (sighs) And Mm. that is when it went from, oh, singing is fun to like, oh, I want to do this. Because I didn't have any friends to 11, 12. That's such an important age where you like hang out with friends, but I didn't have that luxury of doing that. And I also couldn't yeah. watch TV because like, I didn't understand anything on German television. Yeah. And the only thing I understand, uh, understood was like music. And that's when it went from like singing two songs a day to like obsessively like loving it and like doing mm. it for six hours straight. And I would lock myself in the room and my parents would think that I was crazy. They'd be like, what's wrong with our girl? Like, why is she locking oh. herself in? Did she eat? But I just like, once I fall in love with something, I 
go all the way. I am like such a 100% or nothing type of person. <laughs> yeah. And what an amazing company to have when you had nothing else. You still had your music. That's yeah, absolutely beautiful. Thank you. No, I'm so now looking back, I'm so grateful. And it's like, mm. even though my English was not perfect, I was still trying to write English songs. <laughs> and I still, you know, sometimes get corrected. And obviously, it's gotten better. But like, I just think that anything is possible. And if you really want to learn, there's always a way to figure it out. And if not, mm. like you'll either find a way or an excuse. Yeah. And I just feel like even in my fourth language, it's still hard. But like, if you really love something, it'll love you back, you know? You're incredible. Four languages. Whew. Such a journey. (laughs) But I make, you know, I make, I make, you're so kind. I make so many mistakes. So, like, even if now Mm. during the interview I mess up, I, by the way, I love to be corrected. So, like, feel (laughs) free to correct me. I'm not one of those people that gets annoyed. Like, I actually love to to get corrected. So, like, feel free to do that. But yeah, I speak four languages Uh, I speak Albanian, Mm -hmm. Swedish, German, and English. Awesome. Uh, back in school, but my brain was like, I need a, you know, I, I need a break. <laughs> so that's when I gave yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I learned to count to 10 in like a whole bunch of different ways, but I never got to stick to one language in school because my parents were missionaries. So I wasn't like moving to different countries, but we traveled a lot and I did a lot of homeschooling and I would always try, but I think the most I learned was maybe Indonesian and just Wow, but, that's and, impressive. And, and did French and Italian, like, but like all like all these like little like six months of this or a year of this, you know? And yeah, yeah, it gets jumbled up. But I don't know. I like maths though as well, and I think I did pick up on languages really easily. But I never stuck to one. But one you know, lang- except for music, <laughs> that was my yeah, language, you know. <laughs> right? No, same, same. And what I also realized with French or even with um, Swedish, for example, because that's like my second mm. language languages really are muscles Mm. train them you lose that muscle it's like a muscle Mm. memory and like even if I now if I went because I went to Sweden in 2018 to shoot my love for days music video and I was there for two weeks and right away I like I heard words that I haven't used in 20 years and I was like and everything does come back but it's like a muscle thing that's what I've realized with languages you know like writing yeah absolutely yeah yeah for sure That's so cool. And I'm, I'm really glad that you had music and you had that option. Was it one of your parents that sort of inspired you or encouraged you to start? Do you play an instrument? No, I don't. I wish I did. So okay. the only thing I do is like, I just like sing and I write from the heart. I don't know how to, mm-hmm. like when I'm in the studio with my, with my team, I always try to like tell my producer how I hear it or mm-hmm. I come up with a concept and sometimes they're really weird and sometimes something actually <laughs> turns into something but like everything I do is always bottom and the top of my heart it's always 100% me so it's less music theory and it's more just intuition and love yes correct it's more my diary mixed with melodies and words that I'm but like yeah it's just all heart and my diary that's what I would say yeah I love that and tell me about how you went from you know being someone who had music as company to signing with a publisher at 17 like that's that's pretty huge 
thing. So basically, I, yeah, we moved uh, to Germany. And then, you know, like, home, I was like, really mm -hmm. training myself, you know, every my singing, trying to improve my writing. And then I finally, you know, met a producer in a town. And then I started recording mm. with him. And I was like, Oh, is this how I sound? And then back then, you know, <laughs> there was like, MySpace. So I just put nice. on MySpace and I reached out to um, some people. And then the first person that got back to me was my first publisher that I ended up getting a deal from as a songwriter. Mm -hmm. And that's how that came about. That's incredible. And yeah. what was the journey with like, so I'm guessing that they're the ones that helped you get your songs placed with artists and just helped you learn? Like, did you do a ton of music education? Did you study after high school or? No, I didn't study like at all. So basically I didn't study songwriting at all. So what happened was when my first heard my song, he invited me to go to his studio and get to know him. And so I mm. did that right away. And then my first session, and that's when I wrote One in a Million, that mm -hmm. a month later got picked by a really big artist in Japan. His name yeah. is Yamashita Tomohisha, the right way. So he took my song that I co-wrote with the team, and yeah. that became my first one. Yeah, so that's how, obviously, my, my publisher, he was, like, super excited. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got invited to more sessions and more writing yeah. camps in, in Germany, in Amsterdam. I would fly to the UK. And so that's how that all... And it's just meant to be, obviously. It's like it, the world was just saying, this is what you're going to do, Mimosa. So oh, <laughs> we're just going to well, push you in that direction. You're very sweet. I really love how kind you are. I think it's really a mix. I think it's to be when you work hard for them. And Absolutely, I, yeah. And I don't think... It would have happened if if I did it's not mm. like I always believe that like any opportunity or at least in my in my journey, it's never been something that just came to me and it was like, oh, this is easy. Oh, my God. It was always like, all right, how do I figure this out? How do I do this? How do I? OK. And then anytime Naturally I feel curious. like when I accomplished. Yeah. Anytime when I feel like I accomplished a certain thing or I figured something out or I you know, worked my ass off or rewrote something, that is when the magic came. So I always feel like mm. my magic always comes after I put in hours and hours and hours of work. Yeah. That's when I feel like I get rewarded. Such a nice feeling when that comes. But when it's not there, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. Yep. I, I think like life's just a, a bunch of knocking on doors and walking through the ones that we want to open, you know. And yeah, I, th I don't know. I believe that the world will guide you and like the doors will open. And yes, you're right. You have to be prepared to walk through them at the same time. When those opportunities arise, you've got to be ready for that. And it takes a lot of work, but I'm from passion and drive. If, if that's I agree. There. And yeah. I, I agree. And you also, I feel like you really get tested. Like, how bad do you really want this? Is this really your mm. passion? And then like, when you keep going at it and you keep improving and you're just like you don't 
care about anything other than getting there. And I think there are so mm. many different ways of getting there. It's not just, yeah, one thing can be knocking on a door. Another thing can be get through the window. Another thing can be get through your <laughs> own door. Don't take no for an answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or go somewhere else. Like there are so many different ways. And the only thing that works is whatever just feels true to your heart. Because like if yeah. you, it, when I look at my idols, everybody has such a different story, but they all got there. So again, I always believe that it's whatever is true in your heart. And for some people, the true thing is to do what they're being told to do, which is maybe, I don't know, keep writing 500 songs and then make it. Mm. Or some people maybe right away are like, no, I don't want to do what you're telling me to do. I just need to stick to my thing. And maybe that works for them. I just think that we all have that inner voice. And I just think that as long as we honor our truth, that Mm. is what's going to reward us in the long run. And that's what I focused on. I've always focused on, I want to say, what is my truth? I know this is in right now, but like, what do, what does my heart bleed for? And every time when I've like taken the time to really dig deep, that's when I feel like I've gotten rewarded, you know? Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And I'm a big believer that if you really want something, you, yeah, you've got to stick to it. But I think it, it, it can take, especially if you're young, it can be hard to know or to trust yourself, to trust what you're feeling and what you believe in and your dreams. It can be hard to know that that's okay to dream, especially with a world that's like, you know, oh, the music industry might be too hard or it's too competitive or you, if you have oh, yeah. people around you that aren't encouraging you, it can be really challenging to trust yourself and trust the dreams that you're having and Absolutely. go with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's the beauty of life, right? Because like, mm. how will we know if we don't try out every option? Like, yeah. yeah, like I said before, like we could walk through the window, but like maybe that's the worst experience ever. But it just mm. teaches us like, all right, I did that. Now I can live in peace and now focus yeah. on all the other doors because the windows <laughs> are not working for me. Or like yeah. this way is not working for me. And I think the only way to find out what the best thing is for you is by listening to yourself and yeah, and exploring. Mm. And I think that they're all experiences. And I just feel like any experience is a great experience, even if it's like, I don't know how many shitty sessions I've had, but like (laughs) they all led to that one thing that ends up being so worth it all. And I feel like, you know, I just feel like it's all connected, you know? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. That's you sound what I like believe. Yeah. very intuitive and you've obviously worked really hard to work that out as well because you don't get to that belief and understanding without testing it <laughs> and, I and agree. growing that strength. Yeah, confidence I agree. that you built. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it comes once you've done it. And then the mm. beauty about the industry too that I like, I really feel so blessed that I got to know who I am and who I want to be because I would spend so much time on an airplane by myself. And like, after Mm. you watch all the movies, like you really start to think about things that are important to you. And, or I would have conversations with strangers that ended up being so awesome and fun. And I would learn Mm. something from each person. And I feel like whatever they told me was a beautiful reminder of what I needed to hear in that moment. So I just like, That just really blessed me to like really focus on, all right, I really, really, really want to be authentic. I want to be genuine Mm. and honest. And I only care about being my authentic self. And Mm. I never would have gotten that blessing 
if like I had a normal nine to five, like I would get up, do my nine to five. And I think that like, that's why artists deserve to be so uh, respected because we really put our lives on this. And like, we really Mm. do it. Like we bleed for this, any artist, not just me, all of us. And that's why, like, I just feel like artists always deserve to be like really respected not just Mm. when they've made it, but like any artist that I meet, I don't care about your Spotify numbers. I don't care about your Instagram numbers. Like when you're talking to me and you tell me that you're an artist, like I will respect the shit out of you because (laughs) I just know for myself what a journey that's been. And I always like to leave uh, people better than I found them. So yeah, and thanks. <laughs> I, I agree. I think anytime I meet anyone, even if they're just getting up as ever open mic or they're releasing their first single for yeah. me, like that was such a hard journey and it takes so much courage and self-belief yes. and self-worth development yes. to do that, that it's like yes. once you've done that, you're, you, you know, you've done it versus yeah. a lot of people that haven't. <laughs> And like, yeah. you know, when I grew up, I would, cause like, again, if you're not in the industry, you don't understand how hard yeah. it is and how brutal this industry is. And I, you know, when I was younger, I would always be like, oh, I don't like that song or, oh, I don't like this and that. And now I'm like, mm. now I'm like, oh, I wonder how, how long it took her to get to that spot. Like, it's just a whole exactly. different yeah. mentality of like, cause like you're on the other side of it, you know? Yeah. It's like a baby watching them learn to walk. You don't. Yes. Judge yes. them if they're not perfectly running, you know, the moment they stand up. You just, yes. you see that yes. they're starting to do something that they've never done before. And like, how exciting is that? And yeah. I think that's a good reminder for yourself as well. For me, for me, I had to learn that I don't have to be perfect straight away. Oh. I can do what I'm doing and learn and just everything I present is the best that I can do right now. And Absolutely. all I'm working towards is getting better, you know? Absolutely. And that's all any of us can do. And I think that nobody like I don't care like I mean I don't know Beyonce and Adele personally but I even think that they are you know like there's room for everybody to grow I don't ever believe that we you know like once you made like I just think that this whole life like once we've learned everything we need to learn and we know everything we need to know that's when we leave earth so like up until then is when we like want to grow, want to improve, challenge ourselves mm. and get, try to get to the next level. And I think it's every artist on every level. I don't think mm. that any artist is like, no, I'm good. Cause like this industry is like, it's a constant thing where it's like the sound, a new thing. So like, and that makes it really exciting too, you know? Yeah. And, and letting go of the idea of perfection, because the reality yeah. is you don't want to hit perfection. Yeah. Because once you do, like you said, that's it. <laughs> there's nowhere to go from perfection and the so, thing is yeah. we all define that differently so like yeah. perfection to you can be imperfection you know yes. that's actually imperfection and to some other artists it's about singing in tune some other artists love to sound raspy and out of tune and a little bit mm. edgy and some other people want to have like a b rhymes and then other people hate that and they just do it in the end the last two lines like there's just like anything is allowed and there yeah. are no rules so that's why <laughs> it is like exciting but that's also why it's like so hard because it's not yeah. like a book that tells you this is how you go about it because like if you become a teacher there's like all right you study for i don't know however many years but like you get to this level all right now you get to this level but with music mm. it's always like 
go with the flow, go with your heart, you know, go with your intuition. So like, it's, it's completely different. Sounds amazing. And it's, it's that, that's only a recipe for success. Good. I want to know about what you have decided that you are as an artist and what maybe message that you're trying to portray into the world through the work that you're now presenting. What do you want people to know? I just want people to know that my art, first of all, I share my music. It's my music is my diary. So I Mm. share a part of who I am. And every song that I've released as a solo artist has been songs of where I was at in life. Like when I released Big Girls Cry, that's where I was at. That was like a part of my journey. And like now with Young Queen, I cared about honoring my roots. I don't know what the next single will be, but like, I just want people to know Mim is sharing her life with us. She is honest with us and she is really vulnerable. And because to me, my focus has always been, even like if people don't like it, this is my story. I cannot change my story. And I don't even want to change myself to be liked more. Like, because I like myself and I like my story. And I just think that I'm going through these things to then write about this. So like my life really is my material. And I just want people to know like, wow, she really is her authentic self. Her songs are based on real stories And like my goal, I've always said this, but like my goal is always for people as I continue to release music for them to know within the first five seconds, like, whoa, this is a mimosa song. And I know (laughs) this came from her heart. No one told her to sing about this, to to sound like this or to shoot Mm. a video like this. Like it's all mimosa's heart. And that's what I want people to know with like, whether it's like my writing, my singing, my music videos, or the behind the scenes doing right now. So like yeah. everything that has anything to do with my artistry for them to know it's coming straight from my heart to yours. Mm. That's it. And it's going to land where it needs to land. You know, I, I gave up on believing I was going to make everyone happy a long time ago. And I think that was one of the things that gave me to actually start doing it myself was the yeah. beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Yep. And the people that need to connect to your music will and right. that's all you need to worry about. Like right. the music is there to connect us as human beings and we're not all the same otherwise life would be boring. Right. But we do need to know that we're not alone and that, you know, sometimes we can feel really isolated like you did right. when you're moving countries and you didn't know the language. Like sometimes in life we feel alone and we feel like no one gets it and we're right. really isolated and we're crazy and that can be so hard to live in and yet music's always there just to put its hand up and say, hey, you're not alone. Someone else feels this way as well. You're human, they're human, have some self-love and self-compassion. I think that's what I loved about the, the Queen song is like love and self-compassion is just not a natural part of my community and my society that I grew up in and I don't mm-hmm. think it's very common in, in a lot of cultures. Yeah. I, love that. I love that message. What inspired oh, you to, to do that? Thank you so much. I just, you know, it was honestly like, you know, I just think that I just, I come from a country where, you know, my parents didn't have all the opportunities, but they Mm. wanted the opposite for their children. So that's why they left everything behind and moved to a different culture so that they could, you know, give us anything and all the opportunities. And I always grew up with my mom 
you know, like I would see how she would carry herself and I would hear how she would talk to her friends or about her life. And maybe we didn't have, you know, I don't know, like a fancy house and we were like three bedroom apartment, but mm. it's really what you tell yourself, you know, like your thoughts mm. and how you speak to yourself creates your reality. And I, my mom was always just such a boss and such mm. a queen. And I just think that if you grow up, and you're around that energy. And like, I would even see like how her family members, like her sisters or brothers or everybody, everybody is just like so positive and giving and, you know, help. Everybody helps each other out. So I just yeah. like grew up with that beautiful thing. And I just feel like, I just felt like, oh my God, I want to share this because like yeah. that can make life so beautiful when you just really because like I think that self-love or happiness is a choice that we make yeah. and like if I decide I know it's you know probably maybe I was so lucky to grow up with that and mm. some people maybe have to learn that you know as they grow older but I just feel like that was such a beautiful thing that really enriched my life. So if I can, if I can touch somebody through my music or through this interview by just like letting them know that like you should be good enough for you. That's all yeah. that matters. And when you are that and when you love yourself and you don't care about whether people love you, accept you, that's at least your story. Because like, imagine if you pretended to be somebody else just for yeah. the sake to be like, you could play that facade for maybe a year or two, but you would eventually run out of, I don't know, motivation to keep that show. When you're really just sharing your life and your truth, and you know that that's how you're inspiring or touching people's hearts. That's the difference. And I think that that's when you live in people's hearts. Because like my mm. idols, they live in my hearts. And like I want my music to like always be on somebody's, I don't know, like playlist. Because the same way how there's some classics that I'm always going to play. I don't care how mm. old they are. And it's like, yeah, I listen to new music, but like these classics are classics for a reason. And like, I really want to be the same for others because they're like life. And I think yeah. that there is no better or bigger compliment than being a part of somebody's life without knowing them simply mm. just through music. And like, that is why I make music. And oh, that's my reason. It. And that's my truth. You're a beautiful person. Oh, thank I love you. Thank I love you. It. I, I haven't, you know, yeah, that's just, I love your heart. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And another thing that I just wanted to say yeah. was, because I believe what you mean before the young queen self-love theme, I believe you said, how did I get there? Well, yeah. I just know that I like love, love, love Beyonce, right? Like I'm crazy yeah. for Beyonce. Who isn't? Yeah. But yeah, there I know. are people there, and I don't get it, but there are people <laughs> in this world who don't think that she is not good enough. And that blows my mind. So to me, it's like, whoa, if you think Beyonce is not good and like she doesn't move you or touch you in any way that then I'm like, you know what, then I don't even need to be liked by you because like I yeah. actually <laughs> care. So that is something that helps me too to know that my idol, who I think is God, like I love her so, love her yeah. so much. And to think that somebody in their right mind would go, 
I don't like her. And they're entitled to say that because mm. it's their of taste. Of course. Like, yeah, their taste. Just like how I can like love a black dress, but somebody can be like, I hate black dresses. So it's just like everybody's it's entitled to their opinion. But yep. it just helps to know that somebody does not even approve or like the biggest artist in the world. And that should get, you know, take some pressure off of you or anybody else and just go, yeah, not everybody can be liked, but as long as we like ourselves, that's the most important thing, you know? Absolutely. You reminded me of a time about five years ago where I went to like a songwriting retreat, but it Mm -hmm. was for country music. And I... Uh had no country music influence whatsoever. I mean, it was mainly just around songwriting, but everyone mm-hmm. there was country music songwriters, which is perfectly fine. And we all had to get up and, and sing a song and then, you know, people would give us feedback. All these mentors who, you know, had been in the industry for a long time would give us feedback. And one of the f- people gave feedback of, unlike Beyonce, which oh, to wow. me, I will, I will always take that compliment. Yeah. But... Being where it was and in the place it was, it was, I don't think it was intended as a compliment. It was more of like a passive-aggressive like way of saying, what are you doing here? You don't fit. You don't belong. This is country music, not, <laughs> not Beyonce. But all I heard was, you sound like Beyonce and so now I love that person. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. If somebody uh, you know, said yeah. that to me, I would be like, oh, my God, let me sing for you all day. Like if I, yeah. that's a compliment. <laughs> And again, this is amazing, just, isn't it? Yeah, it just goes back to our psyche. Like it's like yeah. it's like, are you viewing the glass half full or or, or half empty? And I right. have made a choice. You know, my glass is always going to be half full. It's a choice that I make, and I that life is because I get asked a lot, like why I care so much about self love, and it's the truth is. I want a good life, and I think that mm. life is better. When you like yourself, because we're always going to be, absolutely, we're always the place that I'm forever going to be in for the rest of my life. It is my body and I'm always going to have my mind, but mm. I'm in control of how I see it. So if I decide that I love myself and I love my body, then like it's a, it's a better life than just mm. always thinking I'm not enough or so. Syndrome. Right, mm. that choice years ago, and I just like have stuck by it, and it's really helped me, you know. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing, and it's something again that we all need to learn because of the world that we live in, especially which is there's a there is a strong sense of not being good enough, mm. and, and that we learn that I think from theories that we learn that from retailers and, and people who are trying to sell us stuff. It's like you're not good enough unless you have this product and there are just we're constantly being sold to. Yeah. And so constantly being told that we're not good enough and it's like actually you're perfect just the way you are and yeah, you don't need anything or into just, it, but yeah. Yeah, like you really just need to have like you need yourself. Yeah. And when you learn how to love yourself unapologetically and like mm. unconditionally Mm. that's when life just like becomes a little bit more magical because I also feel like it's unfair to expect like we expect you know guys or guys expect girls to you know love them but it's like but do you really love yourself because like how can we expect somebody else to love us if we don't love us if we don't accept ourselves and I just think that that's why to me Again, like, and again, maybe somebody could listen to this and go, what is she talking about? My life is completely different. And again, it just goes Mm. back to, I'm just sharing my story and my thoughts. So if it like helps somebody, great. And if not, 
this is my truth, what, what's helped me. And for somebody yeah. else, something different could help you. Like some people are more critical with themselves and that helps them get to where they want to be. But like, this is just yeah. like my truth, you know? Absolutely. And that's yeah. all you can do. Right. And that's all you'll know. And that, that may change tomorrow, but it'll, right. you know, you'll always have exactly what you need. That's yeah. My and belief. I'll write about it probably if that changes. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll hear a song about it, but until then I'll be singing Young Queen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you, I know you've done a fair bit of co-writing. Tell me what advice would you give to the co-writing? How do you prepare and what do you do within a co-write? I don't prepare at all. I actually just, I go into the session and I just, well, every session is different, you know. Sometimes there's magic from the very beginning. My rule has been since 2015, if I don't come up with anything good within the first two hours, I just leave. I'm not interested in wasting a full day. I, that's yes. not how my magic happens. I mm -hmm. used to like really like sit there for like six hours and, you know, be like, ugh. But now it's just like, mm. okay, nothing comes within the first two hours. All right, let me go and buy myself a cute outfit and really enjoy myself because <laughs> life is too short. And sometimes when something is the most amazing feeling in the world and for, as far as co-writes, I don't really prepare. I just like, if I'm writing for somebody else, it's always a little bit different and easier because I don't have less pressure. It's more of like, what are you, what are you trying to say? Like, what's the story? What are you trying to, yeah. I'm just trying to help out with words and melodies really. So it's just like more of a, I don't know, like suggestions of me going, do you like this? Do you like that? And it's like really nice when they just like, like it right away. And I'm just like, Oh, okay, good. Yeah, and cool. yeah. So writes, And sometimes it can be a song that I start for myself, but then I'm not really feeling it. Yeah. And then somebody else picks it up. And sometimes we're just writing a song mm. and then it sits there for everybody touches it and then somebody decides to take it and it's like a hit. So it's like a mix mm. of everything. And sometimes you're with an artist in the room and those songs never go anywhere. So it's just like, again, it's like a mix of everything and nothing. <laughs> yeah. And you just got to let it be what it will be. Yeah. And, and not hold on to that because you can waste a lot of time worrying about that and Worry is fairly useless and just simply a time waster. So, yeah. I agree. I, I agree for sure. Yeah. All right. So what's the best advice that you think you've ever been given when it comes to your songwriting? My best advice mm. I guess, is just to like speak my truth, you know, like be really mm. honest in through my art. So I would say that that is the best advice. And sure. What I just always focus on is like the truth and I don't believe in any rules. Like I want to be a rule breaker and a rule maker. Nice. And I think that I just, I don't, you know what? I don't even focus on breaking rules. I don't, I just don't focus on it at all. It's just basically yeah. like here, dear diary, right. this is what happened today. This is what I'm going through and that's it. So if that is mm. breaking a rule or making a rule, then that's fine. But it's really just like being true, truthful and honest. And I think that that has, yeah, like that has helped me. And that's something that started in 2015 because mm. I would write, you know, and have a lot of where I would just like write for different people, but it just wasn't fun anymore. And I was just like, mm. you know what? I need to have fun and I need to believe this. Yeah. And that's when I was like, you know what? No, 
I'm doing everything just based off of the truth. And that is when it just became more fun and everything. You've got to have fun. I think that's like yeah. the core of it. If you're not having fun, then it's going to come through. I yeah, agree. Absolutely. I agree. Yep. What about if you were to give some advice to someone who is just starting out, maybe they're 12 or they're 15 or 17 even, like, you know, where you were when you were doing all this stuff and just getting into it, if you had a piece of wisdom that you could pass on to that person, what would you say? I would say don't listen to anyone, just listen to yourself. <laughs> That's what I would Don't say. take anyone's advice. Don't even listen to me. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, I would. Yeah. I would just be like, you know what? Here's my advice to you. Don't listen to my advice. You know, <laughs> that's my advice. Don't listen to yeah. my advice. You know what you need. And if you don't know it now, you will figure it out through experiences. Trust the process. Yes. Yeah. Trust right. it. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So this one is more of a question around your inspirations. If you could co-write with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, my God. I would love, love, love to co-write with uh, Michael Jackson. I think he was an incredible songwriter. And he is one of the first, if not the the first artist that just like really blew me away, even when I was six. Mm. And I would sing they don't really care about us. And I didn't even know what yeah. I was singing. I, yeah. when, I, when I grew up and I, I, you know, started learning English, I was like, oh, they don't really care about us. Oh my God, this makes sense. Like I was so <laughs> blown away. Like even when I would like sing some Britney songs, I was like, oh, oh my God, the lyrics make sense. Like I just didn't yeah. know that before. So I would love to write or co-write uh, with Michael. Mm-hmm. I would love, I would, love to have been in the studio with as like she had like voice and just like hearing her sing or freestyle or ad lib I'm sure that that would like blow me away because that's just like another level of like greatness I would love that yep I would love that I also would love who else I mean oh my god love to be in the studio with Adele one day and Beyonce, obviously, duh. Yeah, so <laughs> I feel like I would, you will. I think it's just a matter of time. Oh my God, bless you. Let's put that out in the universe. Oh my God, yeah. I love that. I'm no, sure Beyonce would, is like chicken in. She'll be like, yep, hey girl, let's do it. <laughs> I would love that. That would be such a dream come true because I really, really, mm. really love her so much. Yeah, amazing. Cool. So that's like all of my official questions. But what I do want to know is what yeah. can we expect next from you? What are, what are your plans for this year? So my plans, once the world opens up, it will be to perform my, because I haven't really that. It's been more of me, Mm. like basically being in the studio and being the studio miles, like writing Mm. for others and with others. So I think a big change that I'm looking forward to is to like really perform my songs. And, And then, I don't know, music that's honest and real and genuine. And that's all I'm gonna, there will be another single, but for now, I'm just really a fan of like, you know, like once you buy an orange or a lemon, I like Mm. to squeeze that juice, you know, like, and to (laughs) me, basically, like, I just feel like we live in such a fast paced um, world where like every two months you like release a new single. But like when I grew up, it was like two songs a year. And then you like, you really knew them. They really became a part of that year for you. And I just like, even the success of Ava Max just showed me that like 
I, I would rather focus on a song and really squeeze that juice. And like, just to like, really give it a chance to like, really have its own wings and like fly to wherever it needs to fly. I just like value that so much more than eight quick singles that Mm. nobody can digest really. So I'm more of a fan. I'm really old school when it comes to that. So I would be so happy Mm. if I released one, I mean, if I released two more songs, that would be great, but I would be happy with one more song that really is another song of my diary that I put out. And then whenever it's safe to do so, to like perform my uh, music. And I think I I know that you're going to trust yourself and your body and you, you will know when a song is ready to be released and when it's the right oh, time. Thanks. It's Thank always you. the perfect time. Yeah, no, you'll I be agree. fine. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So we're going to put all the links um, in the description of this podcast, plus there'll be a blog on the website, songwritertrist.com, so that everyone can follow you however they want to follow you, however they want to listen to you. But is there anything else that you would like to say before we finish up? No, my podcast, it was well so done. fun. It's you like, did great. Yeah. Oh, thank <laughs> you. No, you made it so comfortable. And like, I feel like I gained a friend and I, I haven't mm. even seen your face. And it's just I like know, it's so weird, nice. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So like, keep it up. And I would love to talk to you again whenever I release my next record. You're awesome. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I really appreciate getting to know you and I'll definitely be following Likewise. your journey. Thanks for joining our songwriter Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guest, please go to the website, songwritertrists.com. Crowd.